Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Roll Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. We are sitting down in the bourbon bunker this week, and we are uh, doing something a little different. I'm going to call this uh, Anti-Weller Wednesday or something like that. I don't, I don't even know really what to call it. It's not even Wednesday. It's Tuesday, I think, isn't it? We are we are a Tuesday, so we need a... I, I don't know. <laughs> Weeder Wednesday, but it's not Wednesday, once yeah. again. So, anyway, we are going to discuss... Tweeter, with, with Tweeter Tuesday? Tweeter Tuesday. Tweeter? Tweeter, Tweeter? Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with that just for you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we, we are... Uh, people always talk, you know, well, we can't find Weller and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, what do you drink? And uh, so, we picked out two bottles. One is going to be one you're not going to find, right? And, and only because... Nick wanted to pull something unique into the into the into the conversation, and then the other one is just an everyday shelfer. So we're going to drink Larceny, the old small batch ninety two proof, and then we're going to have uh, the Maker's nineteen ninety six denim bottle. Which for me, this is going to be a little bit of a test of time because to me, the denim bottle doesn't taste like your typical Maker's, and it doesn't taste quite as weedy as your normal Maker's does. So we're going to dive in on this. We'll start with the Larceny, and we'll move uh, from there. So. On the nose on this bad boy, what what are you all getting on this? You definitely get like more of those earth tones. Like once you get to a weeded, like it, you know, it, it's you you need to reset your palate because you definitely get a, a different nose than than what you would with like a high corn or high rye, right? Um, which is nice. It's a good transition. Um, we're sitting at ninety two proof on this larceny. So uh, what is it? Price point twenty six bucks. Twenty six, twenty eight bucks. Yeah, something like that. What I always say is the the thing about weeded bourbons for me is the fact that they are very oily. They got a lot of legs to them. They usually hold to the glass a lot more um, than your typical high rye or or or, or um, low rye bourbons would. So I yeah. feel like I'm out in a field somewhere, nose wise. So it, it weeders are always very earthy, but they are very sweet in my opinion. Like the the smell is very earthy. Um, you do get some nice. Uh, and, and to me, typically they're going to be like honey, um, you know, a little bit of uh, vanilla, not as much caramel. Um, and then I always get some nuttiness whenever I have weeders typically, but we'll, we'll dive in. Everybody will have their opinion and looks like Nick's already got the full smell and the full taste and I'll let him um, give us the first assessment and then we'll move over to Steven and then I'll, I'll finish up on this one. Yeah, no, I, I can't disagree with the oiliness. Uh, I mean, it really does. I mean... Those legs, I mean, it's taking a long time for them to come down the glass. I mean, decent color. Like I said, nothing, you know, that's going to uh, show its age. Uh, you definitely get those earth tones, but it's like a sweeter earth tone. Like it's, um, I definitely go with more of the honey, like or honeysuckle-ish uh, taste, tasting notes in, on the nose. It has a, it doesn't have a super long finish, but it's, it's long enough that it, it wants me to come back for another one fairly quick. For sure. I spit a little bit on my hand there when I was sloshing it around, but uh, I definitely get the honey aspect as well. Nice, sweet, smooth taste going down your throat. Yeah, baking spices. You get a little bit of nutmeg, a little bit of um, cinnamon in the very, very, very back part of your palate. Almost like a cookie too, though, but like a like a real bland cookie, like almost like a shortbread or. A, yeah, I don't think people like if you if you pass it on the shelf. And usually, uh, we have total wines here, so it's you know kind of that middle middle to lower shelf. You know, the second or third third shelf up from the bottom. I don't think people, unless they read the label, would understand this is a weeded. So it does have different things. Uh, I could definitely see. I, I mean, this is not bad at all. It's you know I can't find Weller on the shelves. 
Okay. No. And, and when they do put it on the shelves, uh, we joke in 30 seconds. We, we, we joke around. I give it 15 minutes. Uh, but you know, it's, it's true. It's, uh, but you can find this on the shelf. I think this is a very solid pour, uh, for a weeded bourbon. I have, I have no complaints with this. It's nice and sweet. Um, I could have this in a variety of ways, whether it's neat on the rocks or in a cocktail. And for 26 bucks, I'd, I wouldn't regret it. So the larceny for me, I actually love the way water goes in this. Uh, matter of fact, I almost always drink this on the rocks, especially if I'm going with the barrel proof one. Um, cause it really, really, you pick up those, those sweet notes and you get a little bit more of that floral and in a good floral, you know, sometimes you get bad floral, you know, like you can get like, to me, I, I don't, I don't want like rose or hibiscus or something that's super, super florally. This is like a sweet, subtle, you know, smell. And the barrel proof's not hard to find. I know it's more allocated and they put it out occasionally, but it doesn't like fly off the shelf like your Weller. Right. Um, Correct. But for this 92 proof, solid. Yeah, no, absolutely. Very much so. An- another, uh, uh, isn't Rebel Yellow wheat, a weeded blend? I think so. So, I don't Re- know. Rebel Yell and Ezra Brooks both, I think. Uh, yeah. I want to say Ezra is the low rye, okay. but I'm not 100% certain. I'll have to go back and look at my notes. They're both really good. They're both op- absolutely great pours for sure, um, but I think that uh, the Ezra Brooks is more of the low rye and the the Rebel Yell is the weeded mash bill for them. But yeah, I love the way water goes on this. It, you know keeps the the finish is still there um but it brings out some of those more sweet notes uh, on the pour overall and i think i like this better with water definitely and i've when i've had it before it's always just been a neat pour and i see the real difference now yeah for me like i said it it just for some reason brings out some more of those those sweet notes and like i said for me it's almost like a cookie and, and and I don't want to be one of those snobby people and be like, oh, it's marzipan or it's <laughs> speculos or <laughs> some weird ass thing that nobody's ever heard of or that only like 10% of the population has. But I mean, I, I, sugar cookie, you know, a shortbread, it's nothing that's like super sweet, but it's that, that, that bakery, buttery, smooth, sweet, like textured cookie. It's obviously not a chocolate chip or anything like that or an oatmeal because not, it's not that spicy, but... That's what I get on this one, especially with the water in there. Kind of a low-sugar snickerdoodle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like a low-sugar snickerdoodle, something that, you know, doesn't have a ton of sugar in it, but, you know, you, you get that. You, you more get the the vanilla right. and the actual sweetness from it than you do, you know, the actual, that, that brown sugar. Because I, I think of always brown sugar as being like that. It's got a very distinct sweetness to it versus regular old, you know, processed white sugar. Yes. Even turbinado, you know, turbinado just tastes so much different, you know, even though it's a sugar base. So now we're going to dive into this denim. Do you do you want to talk a little bit about the denim bottleneck and yeah, kind of so, wh- where does it come from and, and how did it all get, come about and why did you buy two cases of it? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did buy a lot. Uh, so, so makers, this is one of the very few makers that I will try to keep as stocked on my shelf as possible. So this is a homage to the 96 UK Championship. Uh, from what I had, uh, they call it the denim. It's a very unique label. So it has like the, I don't know what the marketing person did, but it kind of looks like blue jeans. So it has like the a blue label, white wax, and then the 96 tax strip right across the top. But the, the blue label kind of looks like this, like light blue, dark blue, like a, like a pair of blue jeans. Like, so, uh, denim, 
Exactly. That's why that's why a lot of people call it the denim bottle. The I don't know. There's just something about this bottle that has a, a different taste than other makers. And I don't know why. Uh, it's been asked several times to various people at makers, and they swear that nothing has changed. But there's definitely a darker color, and there's definitely a unique taste to it. Uh, I often tell people if unless you're a huge collector of makers and you want it to sit on your shelf that this this is the one bottle uh, you should probably crack or buy two cases and crack all of them or hope that you find two cases and they all have hairline cracks that way you can justify opening all of them <laughs> but uh no it's uh I don't know if we're are, are we into the dusty area I don't know what what's considered like vintage dust I mean it's 20 years old right I would definitely consider this a dusty and, and the main reason I mean it's 25 years old let's be honest I mean 1996 yeah. 25 years old I mean I was born in 85 I mean so I was like 10 years old That's I mean what I, yeah. I was playing like Little League. Uh, I don't even know what grade I was. In. I got I got married in '96, so oh, to boy. me, uh, <laughs> so to me, this is definitely a little dusty. I don't even want to know when you got married, Stephen. It's probably a long time ago. Which time? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I got nine honeys, man. I've been married, been married 45 years to six different women. I got well, this. Not exactly, but. <laughs> but but makers is a weeded." bourbon it is a weeded bourbon but it smells nothing like regular makers to me no not at all you definitely get i I mean this is such a unique pour um i'm glad you brought it out because i know steven hadn't tried it yet but uh and steven just wants to keep nosing it dude i'm telling you (laughs) you 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 want to nose bang this glass because i'm not allowed to say the other word so (laughs) this is a this is definitely a nose banger we'll put it that way we've been really good with the language on like the the previous podcast i absolutely mean mean, once once jazzy or matt jet you know once he gets here you know you know he kind of you just never know what's going to happen with Matt, right but i mean we've been pretty good even LFG was pretty good. I was actually able to to edit out his 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 infractions out of the last episode that we did with him. So, yeah, once we go live video, we're gonna have to put little, like like sensor boxes, you know, <laughs> like, like <laughs> put up the little scrolly like what is it like the at sign and the yes. pound sign. Yes, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to insert <laughs> some of those. Beep him. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can put a drop box on there or not. Madness potty mouth. Yeah, so I mean, this is just a solid nose. Um, a lot of times, you—I'll be honest—you can't find it unless you get on some of the sites, um, secondary sites, or uh, there's. The, in the case I had, I was very fortunate. Of a good friend of mine found like two, maybe four cases down in like Owensboro. Like I guess a liquor store owner. I don't know if he acquired a shop or what happened, but he basically is in the back. And I go, I'll, I'll take two cases, please. And a lot of people was like, why do you want two cases? And I go, try a pour and tell me why you don't want two cases. Honestly, you know. Right. And it, and it definitely is unique. So the nose on this thing is just, I mean, it's sweet. It's sugary. It's baking spices. I mean, there's nutmeg and there's cinnamon and. It's definitely one of the sweeter noses I've. Yeah, as a sweeter nose, but you also get like that slight hint of you know with that wood and leather, so you kind of get the those dusty aspects, but it's like a sweeter dusty. It's yeah. not like you know those '60s or '70s Jim Beams where it's just like slapping your your mouthful like a leather belt yeah. type of thing. Right. But I mean, it's like to me this I like this bottle and I like it a lot because you get those sweet notes, but yet you get the hints in, in the dusty aspect of it. So it's one of those. Um, a lot of times when I'll have it, people make fun of me because uh, I'll do a Lee Gettings. Uh, right. And by Lee Gettings, 
uh, I will sniff the glass like all night. Like I, I just love the nose of it. Like I'll probably smell it more than I drink. <laughs> and Lee, Lee is Lee is uh, known for smelling the glass, especially when you get a really good nose. It's yeah. just like one of those I, I can't get away from it. it. It keeps bringing you back in. No, for sure. I haven't even sipped on it yet. I just keep nosing it. Um, it's like pipe tobacco, like grandpa's pipe tobacco. Like that's what I get. When yes. You, I mean, you dive in on this thing and it's just like that type of sweetness, you know, um, that or like a swisher sweet, you know, type, you know, very, very sweet, you know, cigar. Yeah. A lot of time uh, I've seen some at like um, uh, antique shops or pawn shops and stuff like that sitting on the shelf and uh, people always inquire like, hey, what do you think about this bottle? And I always say, hey, get it if the price point if the price point's good and then open it. And it's like, oh, I don't know. It's a collector. I go collector versus drink. I go drink it every time. This is definitely a drinker. Yes. That, see, that's the problem, though. We've, we've got too many people <laughs> in our industry and in our world that look at bottles. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> you know, they, they you go into their house and you sit down and you talk with them and they've got like six bottles open and none of them are worth more than, you know, 80 bucks. And then you have some guys that you walk in and they got 40 bottles that are open and all of them are all over the place as far as, you know, from 20 bucks up to, you know, 1500. So you can definitely tell who your drinkers are when you walk into a house or look at a bar. Oh yeah. I don't buy anything that I won't open. I'm collecting nothing except inventory to drink. Inventory to drink. That's right. You you said very openly that you were trying to stash as much as you could before you retired because you would have less money when you retired. I've done what, I've done what I can. <laughs> He has done his job, and he has done it well. I've done my job, and I've done it really well. And what Ellen doesn't know, Ellen doesn't know. But yeah, th- this glass, I mean, just the smell, um, the sweetness, the floral, that, that, tabac- that tobacco. Thank you for sharing, yeah. Nick. Yeah, no, it, this it, is awesome. Even, even the color. I mean, the color is just so rich. It's When you compare it to like, your, your new maker's private selection, I still think this bottle is darker than some of the like the private selections like it just has a nice rich rich amber color i don't really want to add water to this but it, it's what i what i do you almost have to like like take another like couple drinks and then add like two drops at the very end that way you can you can get the full effect but it also too almost or like, we could get the bottle back what is it i said i see you eyeing the bottle you cannot have this <laughs> Trade you for my OGD. <laughs> so, so, so back in the day, the hipsters that I hung out with would smoke clove cigarettes. I remember cloves, Dijarums. Yeah. yeah. So black this, box. <laughs> so to me, that's almost what you get on this thing. I, I could, I could see that, that. mid palate, like the smell of that clove cigar, like that, that spicy, like sweet spicy smell like I used, the used to have, I used to have friends that would smoke cloves and I would hang around because I, I just like the smell like I'm, I'm just like what is it you know it's not like your Marlboros but I'm just like what does that smell these are cloves they're yeah. illegal in 14 states I'm just like well it smells pretty good yeah it smells fantastic yeah that that was always my thing but that's what that like the mid palate yeah. of this that's what it, it the smell from a clove cigar or cigarette I've never smoked them so I don't know what they taste like but I would just smell them. I, just, I, yeah. I, I very dis- distinctly remember that smell to a point where if you go to a crowd and I, I go, I go, someone's smoking a Dijarum. And there's like, what? I go, that's a Dijarum. I can tell you right now. Right. The black boxes. One of my, one of the guys I played magic with, his name was Dave Lugo. He used to smoke those things like left and right. And I was like, how do you afford those? Because they were way more expensive than the cigarettes yeah. at the time. And this was like, we're talking 2000s. I think Marlboro's or whatever cigarettes were like 379 yeah. pack maybe. And, and these, these were, were like, like five seven, or six bucks. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say six-ish, maybe seven. Yeah. Like, so two to three times as much as. Yeah. 
All right, got a little water in there. Doesn't really do much with the nose. What do you What do you think, Stephen? Did you add water? I added a little water. I like it better neat, personally. Taste is still good. I just like the neat taste. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sitting at 90 proof. I, I still think this is probably, you know, back in the 90s. Uh, I, I still think the, the oak and the age of the barrels before, like, the big bourbon boom, I think that had a lot of the impact on why some of these bottles especially out of that time range, are so phenomenal. Because instead of going from the six, seven-year small batches, maybe you're talking eight, nine, nine, ten, maybe different type of, oh, you know, all this other, I think there's various aspects. And maybe o- to- Older ma- wood in the barrel. Yeah, and, and maybe to sure. makers mark like, oh, this is the same recipe we've had for 100 years or whatever it is. And it could be right, but you got other factors in it, like the barrels, like the age and some of the stuff that make this such a phenomenal bottle that, again, if you have one, if you see it, buy it, crack it. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah, I, I thought that whenever the last batch I saw, they were around 80 bucks a piece, 75, 80 bucks a piece. And you're saying they, they're as high as, what, 110, 120 now? Yeah, uh, 80 to 90, uh, maybe even 100, uh, I think is, is more than fair. If, if you're out there looking for a bottle, um, I've seen as high as 120, 130. Um, I mean, everyone has their price point. Uh, regardless, I'd rather get one of these bottles personally than like a maker's like a regular's maker i rather invest the extra 20 30 bucks um phenomenal bottle we probably shouldn't tell people how good these are cause yeah might oh, be. D- oh <laughs> man you know, you know, can, can we edit can, can we cancel the show like can, 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 uh, we can. never mind this is horrible bo- horrible bottle don't go out and buy this, this. bottle tastes it would, like ass it would be interesting to see what other makers bottles from that era 90 yeah 94 so, 95 97 my thing is how do you tell like i yeah. mean the maker's bottle has not changed i mean like no. the label the wax i mean everything well, I, about I it mean, it'd have to be a special bottle i mean yeah, you'd have to find it. yeah i mean even going back to i think was it the 70s because occasionally you see like uh you know again you got the various auction pages and dusty pages and stuff like that i think even like the 70s i mean the bottle has stayed the same maybe the the amount i mean this is a one liter so it's not your 750 this is a one liter uh which is different but uh I have a good buddy, uh, Mike Marlowe, who bought um, some of the, I think he had a 96 Tennessee edition and then the denim and then like a couple of other 96s. So we're going to try to, I think, crack all of them and see if there's a difference. The only 96, I'll, I'll be honest, I've had is the denim and that's the only one I actively seek out. So um, so stay out of my way, please. I should probably get one of these and put it on my put it on my shelf and let it sit till my next an- my next big anniversary for my 30 year and, and then crack it open. I know a guy. You know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got larceny and solid uh, pour. Solid so- pour, 92 mm-hmm. proof, everyday shelfer you can find. And then uh, better with water. Better with water. Um, it, 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 it definitely could stand up to a weller. I mean, I would say, especially yeah. Weller Special Reserve. Yeah, I, I don't I, know I, that it would stand up against an OWA. I, I would throw this with the uh, Special Reserve and, and let it go head to head. Yeah, uh, I really would. And uh, I don't. I don't think you would be disappointed. Um, and then uh, the makers. You know, obviously, this is just a. It's a different beast. Even though it's a weeder, I, it doesn't. It doesn't drink like your typical weeder. Um, it's so much more. You know, sweet and and savory all at the same time. It's just a really really solid pour overall. So I, I appreciate you letting us crack into that bad boy. Yeah, not a problem. Definitely. So uh, if you want to. Follow us on Bourbon Barrel Talk. You can do that on our Facebook page, our Instagram, our Twitter. Um, you can look up our uh, our website, Bourbon Barrel Talk, um, www.bourbonbarreltalk.com. Sorry, let me correct that. And then uh, if you want to email us any questions, that's how we uh, started with our last series that we just started with uh, the Everyday Shelfers. As you know, somebody emailed a question about 
hey, w- what can I find out there that's not super rare? Or, you know, when people hear us talking about the bottles that are one-offs and things like that, store picks, you know, they wanted to hear a little bit more about regular stuff. So that's, that's what this is all about. We're just trying to tell people about, you know, other things that are out there other than, you know, the things we get through the local bourbon club. So this is Scott, Stephen, Nick signing off. Peace.